Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown, the number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, points. Points. And plenty of them. Recap the Western game and look ahead to Arizona State. Send us your comments, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? Hey, buddy. Welcome in to another episode of the RCR. Yeah, we're doing this in the middle of a bunch of tornadoes, so, you know, (laughs) kind of risking our lives here for the people. (laughs) Nasty weather. Nasty, nasty weather. It's clearing up now. It's okay. It's not that bad. Doing it a little early this week, too, huh? Yeah. Giving us uh, a little prep for the big game this weekend. I don't know how big of a game it is. Gary's got a big weekend ahead of him this weekend, guys. Gary, why don't you tell the people what you got going on? It is my bachelor party this weekend. so Should be pretty interesting, folks. Yeah. So I'd like to be going to the Arizona State game, but going to have some uh, interesting things ahead of me instead. Won't get into the specifics. We'll have a full report when we get back next week. But. There's a little bit more uh, positive feel on the show today. <laughs> yeah, good vibes, man. Good vibes after Great this last vibes. weekend. A uh, little bit of an offensive spark for a change. Are we a juggernaut? Easy, Clark. Are we all the way back? I'm all the way back. Are you all the way back? <laughs> <laughs> I've been pretty, pretty, pretty close to I being mean, all the I, way back already. I mean, I. It depends on you know how many beers I've had or <laughs> if there's liquor in my system. If I'm all the way back or not, you know, like after the game, I kind of get settled, you know, the next day I get like more settled and I'm like, eh, I'm not sold. <laughs> it does feel like there was a definite weight off the shoulders. Of, it felt good, though. Yeah. yeah. The players seem like they yeah. gained confidence every single play they made. The fans. We dominated was, I was the at game. The, yeah, we dominated. We did. It felt good. It felt but good to dominate against exactly. the team you should dominate. Exactly. But I mean, being at the game, I could just feel it with the fans. What was the energy like in the stadium? It was high energy. The uniforms were out there looking neon as ever. Uh, yeah, not. We can retire those, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? We just, that was the best offensive performance we've had yeah, since when? We had 2015? Best, we had our negative 48 in the pro combats and we retired those. So it's time to retire these boys now, too. Bring them back. You know, I wouldn't mind if the helmet got used again. Did you see that today? I there did. was a tweet see, out today. I did see with the green on green, traditional green on green, yep. with the neon helmet. I did think it looked pretty good. Yeah. It looked look much better bad. than what I saw. It, you know, here's the thing: mannequin or no mannequin, mannequin or human being, <laughs> that jersey is gone. Or we're done with it. We can remember it for the offensive performance that was put on, and then we can blind ourselves from it for the remainder of eternity. Uh, but it I was. I don't expect to see it again. A great feeling to see the offense back on track. Yeah, Lucky Lewerke. He looked good. No, he did. He looked, but this is the thing. Drop and passes, it, so. it, it, it's, it happens every time with Michigan State. Every game, it's overreaction, right? I, I think it happens with any college football team. You're gonna, of course, you're gonna base it on the last thing you've seen, right? Yeah. And so I mean, we're not into the you know conference schedule yet. We haven't really played a tough opponent yet. So, yeah. Yeah. It's recency bias. Exactly. We talk. But as far, I mean, if that's all I have to base this off of, are we gonna run the table? <laughs> Just kidding. You know we're not. Natty. Nats. We're not winning a Natty. Hey, my, uh, my beginning season prediction left the door open to get to the Big Ten Championship. Just want to let that be known. So Still don't think people should be getting their hopes up for that. <laughs> hey, if it does happen, then I'll I can be, say I predicted I'll be it. Very, so. Yeah, you can. And I'll be very happy. <laughs> 
But uh, we predicted – we didn't predict this. I'll tell you that. Uh, Clark's and my score were very similar. 38 to 6 was Clark, 35 to 6. 51 17 final. We'll love it. Yeah, not, uh, didn't see this coming. Yeah, like, I mean, two touch, I mean, a touchdown and a field goal in the fourth quarter, garbage time. Game was already out of hand. Not concerned about it. Yeah, it was. And, you know, the defense, I'm sure they were bringing in some of the, the, the backups towards the they end were. of the game. Yeah. So, but hey, getting those guys good playing experience, that's the thing that, we haven't had a chance to do in some of these other seasons is get some of those backups and players that are, you know, potentially going to be backing up and Chase Klein be starters first, next year. Chase Klein, first career sack. Might be a guy you could look forward to in the future. That's what I'm saying. For taking over uh, Kendrick, you know? There is a huge benefit for those guys to see meaningful playing time in Absolutely. these games. So. I mean, who, who called it on the podcast, though, last week? Darian did. Yeah. When he came on here, Gotta he give said, a shout out to Darian. team's going to make the biggest leap from week one. To week two, they're going to respond to what Coach D said in the press. And hey, I know it's Western Michigan. Western Michigan played in the Cotton Bowl a few years back. Yeah, that was that's a not, few years back. They rode the boat that's all the way were, to the Cotton Bowl. That's when they were rowing the boat. A little different. They were rowing the boat. They're a perennial bowl team. They're not garbage. You you should beat a MAC team fifty-one to seventeen, and we did. Yeah, unless you're Illinois. Yeah, but or unless you go to double overtime at home against Army. <laughs> A one-dimensional offense. I don't remember who did that. But <laughs> anyways. We'll take a look around the Big Ten later. Staying on track here, some monster performances. Very happy to see the running game going, Gary. Elijah Collins, is he our guy? I mean. I think you, I think I think you did point him out. I think Smart you, Nation has anointed him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's our guy. And I did see the depth chart was released that he is officially the official the number one. Yep. I do remember you and Darian both. Making saying that you uh, liked what you saw to him in the first game. Yeah, he had spice. And wanted to see more. And boy, did we see more. 17 carries, 192 yards. Couldn't get in the end zone. Kind of got that. Ladarius Jefferson kind of stole that from him a little bit. Yeah, he had that long. He had a couple of great felt like runs. The running back in, you know, varsity blues where, like, he, he's the workhorse. He gets him all the way down the field. <laughs> then they bring the other guy in and he scores the touchdowns. In this instance, it's not white and black guys. It's, you know, obviously they're both African-American. <laughs> but it, it just made me feel that way. You know, watching it, I was like, wow, Elijah Collins gets us all the way down the field. Oh, let's get him out. Let's get Ladarius in there for the two-yard plunge. Uh, but uh, people didn't forget, Collins had a hell of a game. Yeah, definitely something that we haven't seen out of running back. In a while. In a while. At least not in the last year, that's for sure. Breakout so, performance. I mean, could we see a 1,000-yard rush season? He's over 200 on the season now. Could he's on pace. He's pacing for 1,200. I want your prediction right now, Clark. I want it on the record. We will not. He, he won't get to 1,000? I hope I'm wrong. He's going to finish between eight and 900. Yeah, I mean, obviously going through the Big Ten slate. I still think. It's a little different. I just think our coaching staff, I just don't trust them to be smart and give one guy the ball over and over again i think there's just i, there's I was just, impressed i mean yeah no i was they did it in this game yeah they did they literally even when we were even based when the, on game one yeah every we all saw it. he was the best rusher out there even when the game when the game was getting out of hand they kept giving him the ball which i loved he almost broke uh i think a record for best debut by running back in michigan state history it was fantastic it was or by a freshman, sorry. I'm excited. He Not should have another big game against Arizona State. Looking forward to it. The offensive line needs to hold up and keep pushing people around. Yeah, and, you know, there was some continuity in this game. You know, some of these players, you know, now that they've got this lineup set, 
uh, which I think is the same for this week as well. Hopefully things start to gel, and like we said before, you know, defense props them up until the offense gets their feet underneath them, yeah. and hopefully that's the case with this, and we're rolling. rolling. I agree. So, and our passing game was rolling too. Yeah. I mean, our, our two big uh, receivers both had pretty decent games. I mean, Daryl Stewart had a monster game. He yeah. Was, could he be our new number one? Is D Stu the number one? Are you ready to say that? No, I think Cody is still number one, but I think it's it's close. I think it's. I mean, Stewart's a high production guy, man. That guy's Mister Efficient. Yeah, he, and he he dropped a couple passes too. He had ten catches for what one hundred and thirty? No, is that one hundred and eighty five yards? Sorry about that, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a little blind right now. The storms have really uh, thrown me off today. <laughs> ten catches, one hundred eighty five yards, monster game, and a touchdown. Um. Yeah, Cody White, 10 for 63 and a touch. Not upset about either one. Both looked phenomenal. Yeah, and with everything that, you know, we didn't even talk about it yet, but the Naylor injury, uh, injury Jalen Naylor, so out report- for an extended period of time. They're saying not, D'Antoni was saying not season ending. Which means he'll play in the bowl game. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, Josiah Scott type yeah. scenario. Yeah. No, we don't know when he'll be back, but he'll be back. At yeah. Some point. So we won't be seeing him this season, keeping at least that in one, the regular season. Yeah, tight to the vest. But, I mean, then, you know, we we saw some other people step up. C.J. Hayes had a couple catches there in that game. I like game. the look of him, yeah. Uh, Barnett, I think, had one oh. or two. So Matt Dotson, touchdown. Good to see the tight Elite end in the end zone. Tight end getting into the end zone. Elite? No. He is not yet. He could be. We'll get to that later in the show. I think Jalen Naylor injury will be more of an effect when we start playing some better teams, uh, where speed yeah. might be more of a factor. Like but, an Ohio State. Yeah. But I, I like think, a Michigan. I think our current wide receiving a Penn core. State. Yeah. I think our current wide receiving core can get the job done. Absolutely. Daryl Stewart and Cody White can get the job yeah, that's done. That's what I'm if saying. have a tight end that can catch the damn football. And then you got Sowards in there. And back in biz. Yeah, get Sow on the field. Young Sowards. <laughs> I should say old man Sowards, huh? Yeah, he is. He's getting old. I want to know. It's, what is he, like 25 now? Um, but I, I just still can't figure out exactly what was the difference in this game. Mm. I mean – the thing about Western Michigan that we have to keep into perspective with all this is their their defense is awful. Absolutely awful. It didn't look good. Last year, I saw some stats. I think they gave up like over 40 points several times at the end of the year last year. So as much as we want to jump on the high horse and, and we be need very to, excited, which we should be we about We need to be this. humble. Yes, we need to keep things in perspective and, like I said, not overreact. And – the defense, I would say, you know, they showed, like we we said, they showed a tiny bit of weakness. I think maybe the pace in which we were playing was a little unexpected for them. At the I mean, Western at the tossed pace. for 285 through the air against us. I right. don't like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're still showing some weakness Rush defense, through the though, air. 27 carries for Western, 67 yards, less than three yards per carry. Elite. Absolutely. The run D is elite. And here's the thing. Western, does, Western has a very good running back, and he is very fast. Levante Bellamy. Held under three yards per carry. Held in check. But teams are going to know. They still tried to run the ball almost 30 times. When are teams going to just try to give up? But you got to keep it, You got to keep the D honest. That's why their teams will always try Can't to run it. be one-dimensional like Army. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, looking at the defense, I mean, Henderson thought he had a good game. Uh, I mean, your standard, I mean, your standard guys, Bocce played well. Josiah Scott played well. He dropped a pick, though. 
Um, I mean, Kenny Wilkes, I believe, had two sacks again. He's looking like an All-American. I mean, that was a You know what you're going to get out of the defense, though. Right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about them for an hour every show because it's I, I know what to expect out of them. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, though, this was a, a crazy game. We scored so many points, yet we lost the possession t- uh, time possession battle. We were scoring Western. too quickly. Yeah. But on the reverse side, I think the scoring the points like we did, that has to energize the defense. It has to energize oh, every yeah. 100%. position group. And, you know, it, it probably lets the defense play a little bit more loose out there than uh, having to try to carry the entire team on their back. But uh, another huge milestone from this game, got to talk about it, Mark D'Antonio tying Duffy Doherty for the winningest coach in MSU history. Congrats to Coach D. Big accomplishment. Huge, huge. accomplishment. Huge. Huge. It's going to look really great when we're wearing our D'Antonio as our daddy T-shirts. Still weird. <laughs> Anyways, he's going to become the winningest. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, actually. Easy has a Clark. chance to become the winningest coach in MSU history this weekend. 4 p.m. on Fox. Wish I could be there. Really do. It's very sad. Not that upset about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. they got to do a lot more to get me back in that stadium. Will you Start be there the for season homecoming? Five and oh. Homecoming, Clark? Do we got a Who chance to get you back? Indiana. Guaranteed victory, probably. Can we get your butt in the seat for that game? No guarantees. Okay. Depends on the time of kickoff. Okay. Uh, I think it's a 3.30 or 4 o'clock kick currently. Could be rough. Depends on the channel it's on. If it's on <laughs> Fox, probably a no-go. That game will take five hours. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into the Arizona State preview. Uh, much different team than we saw last year. Freshman quarterback? Freshman quarterback. No Willikins. No Harry. Oh, and Keel Harry? Yep. That's right. He's on the injured reserve. Um, the Patriots. In the NFL. Yep. Yes. So He was a hell of a player. He dominated he, us. He was a hell of a player. They were throwing the ball up to him last thank year. Thank God you he's forgot. gone. So, no, I'm not making fun of his injury, but thank God he's not at Arizona State anymore. Yeah. I mean, even Wilkins. I mean, now they have, a like you said, a true freshman quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, yeah. And, so I think um, he's about six foot three. They said he's like only 185 or something like that. He's not that big. Yeah, and if we can go back looking at last year – MSU allowed 380 yards through the air out of their 424. My thing is this. You blitz him early and often. You pop this kid a couple times early, he's bound to make mistakes. Freshman quarterback, I want the student section needs to be loud. We got to be loud. We got to create an atmosphere. It's going to intimidate a freshman quarterback. Day's going to turn to night at some point during that game. Hey. Kenny Wilkes. It's, it's going to be a much different atmosphere than last year, playing in 100-degree weather, mm. something we're not used to, the time zone differential. What's the weather supposed to be like Saturday? Pretty nice, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be perfect, 70 degrees, so should Might cool down. Might be a down. little cold for the Devils, though. The, exactly. So it's definitely playing in our favor this time around. So I think that everything was looking a lot better than it did last year. What have they done recently, Gary? Haven't done so well recently, Clark. They like just that. played Sacramento State. Um, oh, another group of Spartans, I believe. Yep, and they only led three nothing with seventy-eight total yards at halftime. Seventy-eight total. Total. San Jose, Sacramento, yes. not even San Jose. S- Sacramento State. That's, I didn't even know there was a Sacramento State. And it was a twelve-seven lead 
until the, screen the fourth pass. quarter. <laughs> a screen, screen pass. For 72 yards. So we're not On talking about seven. like some elite play. A screen pass. Yeah. So the final score was only 19 to 7. So against Sacramento State. So let's keep this into perspective. But the one area that we're going to get tested a lot more than we did against Western is defen- defensively. Arizona State has a great defense. And that's what's going to keep them in the game. And it did last year. It was only 16-13 last year. So that's something we definitely have to focus on. And this will be a great test to see. Is this offense legit? Can we get the push against now, when you a say more respected great. team? Okay. Compared to Western. I think we have a great defense. Yes. Okay. They're actually ranked in the top 30 in defense right now. but Who have they played? Exactly. I mean, who have we played? Exactly. The Golden Hurricane, that's who we've played. But right now, Arizona State's offense ranks at 95th in the nation in rushing, only averaging 131 yards per game. Yeah, that's nice. And they have not, They're gonna become they have one not dimensional. proven they can move the ball consistently. I mean, I know their quarterback's somewhat of a dual threat, I believe, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Still not worried about him. And, I mean, but the defense, going back to the defense, they've only allowed 14 points. They haven't faced Elijah Collins. Or LaWorks. Or Deestu. But I know the offensive coordinator for Arizona State is pumped about it. He's, he, Herm Edwards? Well, no. I'm just kidding. The offensive <laughs> coordinator. And, uh, What's his name? He His name is Rob Lickens. Wow. And he says, nobody thinks we're good on offense, and they're the number one rushing defense in the country, and we can't run the football. Doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? Let's go. That's what he what was quoted as saying. What a weirdo. Such yeah. a, it's, I mean, that's just – I mean, that's someone that's that – That's classic. Ho- you put a microphone in front of a football <laughs> coach, he's going to spew something like that out. Yeah, can't run the ball. Get to play against the best rush defense in the country. Let's go. We're excited about it. <laughs> Inside, he's not excited about it, though. <laughs> it sounds like someone that Herm Edwards hired. That, yeah, it sounds like Herm actually wrote – that was Herm. <laughs> is he a puppet for Herm? Yeah, Herm was actually quoted as saying, now we're going to play a legitimate football team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's so quotable. I love it. So, but the line right now has jumped all the way. I think it started around 10 and a half. It's jumped all the way up to 14, minus 14 for Michigan State. So, people are seeing a, a potential blowout You like for a this cover game. on this game, Gary? You want to go first? Well, I wrote mine down this week, Clark, so it couldn't be disputed because you've been stealing my picks now. We're already, what, two weeks in, and you're two for two, so... Felt like I needed uh, justified and write it down, so I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? I wrote it down, so. You wrote it on mine, too, which I don't like. Oh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He ruined the show. He ruined the picks this time. Damn it. Everybody blame Gary. Usually I delete it on Clark. got excited about his bachelor party a day too early. <laughs> a little too excited, guys. Sorry about that. Not happy about seeing Gary's prediction on my sheet here, but I do like his pick. He would have stole it if he did not see it. I I'm going to go with a little little bit different. Something a little bit different. I like Michigan State to win 31 to 14. Wow. So I think it's going to be two touchdowns on the board. I like us to score first. I think it's going to be like a 14-7 type situation at halftime or 17-7. I don't think it's going to be uncomfortable at any point for us. I just think we'll make some mistakes on offense. I think... Uh, but I like Hartbarger as a weapon for us to turn the field and help our defense out. And 
14 might be generous for them, but I just, I don't know. Maybe a late touchdown gets in there after we're up 34 to 7 or something. I'm seeing uh, a little. I say 31, 31, 31, 14. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing a little. Covering. Di- I'm seeing a little different start. I think we're going to get up early, and I don't think they're going to catch us. I think the halftime score is going to be somewhere around 17 to 3. Mm, okay. And then uh, maybe they'll get a late. We'll, we'll be up. Uh, Get our next uh, ten points there. Get it out twenty-seven to three, and I think they'll get a late touchdown. Nothing would make me happier. Twenty-seven ten. I like that prediction. Is where I'm going. I like it. So also covering. But you know Arizona State just they're they're too young. They have freshmen all over the field. They're way less experienced than they were last year. And like I said, they're playing in East Lansing and conditions that they're not used to like we were last year so i think with all those factors put into it i think that you know michigan state should and that's why i said building off last week if we come up and put out performance from the offense like we saw last week again against arizona state and win comfortably i should be we should be confident i'll be a lot more sold than i was after this last game i'm not going to be fully sold until we should beat this team right this isn't a team we should have to worry about beating. We Is should it? beat Arizona State with the team that we have. Yeah. And we're going to. Exactly. Let's see what happens. So don't get too excited after the win, but we should win by double digits and cover. That's should right. Be, be Says the about. RCR. Yeah. Absolute lock picks from the RCR per usual. But let's take a quick look, glance around the country. Uh, well, let's start in this. We're going to do a little segment now, I think, State every week. State of the week. Big Ten. State of the Big Ten. And we'll just take a quick look at some uh, how the other teams have, have been faring thus far early in the season. And it's no better place to start than uh, Michigan. Michigan. Right down the road. Playing Army this last weekend and struggled. Are they overrated? Should have lost. Are they overrated? Sure. Does, I mean, who really thought other than Michigan fan they were like the seventh best team in the country? I think it'd be more fair to keep them around, you know, the 15 – you know, the 15 range, like where we are. I think that would make a little bit more sense for Michigan. Yeah. I have not been thoroughly impressed by them on offense by any means. Their quarterback can't hold on to the ball. Little fumble. Couldn't hold on to the ball. Shea Patterson. Um, I think Michigan – what were you asking? Is Army tough or is Michigan just overrated? I mean, listen, Army, I think, won 10 or 11 games last year. I don't think by any means they're a joke of a football team. They took team. Oklahoma to overtime, overtime last with, year. Yeah. And how'd Oklahoma fit fair at the end of last year? Pretty oh, good. Oh, that's right. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. they're pretty good. Um, I also think Oklahoma had Kyler Murray on their team, so I don't think in Michigan has any player of that caliber on their roster. But I don't know what to expect from Michigan. I think Michigan will lose a couple games this year. I think they'll lose two or three games, just like we will. But – I think Zach Charbonnet is a good player. They're freshman running back. I think he shows a lot of potential. I um, think where they're lacking this year is on the defensive end. 100%. I think it's been pretty evident. They haven't had the push like they had 100%. last year. Um, I think their offense is probably going to be right around, probably a little bit better than they were last year. Well, when they it's don't all have Peoples-Jones isn't playing right now. He's, right, he's exactly. an elite wide receiver. They're going to get Tariq better Black's on offense. a really good wide out. They made some very questionable play calls in that game. And, on like third and short, fourth and short. Like there was, and here's, But here's the thing. I know Army's tough, right? But they shouldn't be taking Michigan to double overtime in the big house. Michigan could have lost that game if Army had a place kicker that had maybe even attempted a field goal in his life. He'd never had attempted he one. He almost did hit that one. He almost hit it. Wide right. But Michigan has a lot to improve on as far as I'm concerned. I don't I don't think we need to be talking about 
them as winning their our side of the division by any means yeah. right now. I mean, again, Ohio they, State. I mean, Ohio could they State? turn around and contend? Sure, but I think Ohio State's a far better football team than both us and Michigan right right now, I will say. Yeah. I mean, they've looked impressive thus far. Fields has been everything as advertised, and they I'm just not looking forward to absolutely destroyed Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati is not a bad football team either. Yeah, I uh, I'm not looking forward to stepping in the horseshoe at a night game. Yeah, that's gonna that's be a snake gonna be, bit. Don't like it at all. It's gonna be tough to get that W. But someone on the RCR here predicted a victory there, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I did not. I think logically. Again, let's take a look at some of the other teams. Nebraska, once again, not living up to expectations. Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> losing to Colorado in overtime. Just the stain of the Big Ten West, per usual. Scott Frost is coming home to lead them back to glory. Were they preseason ranked? They were ranked this week. They Jesus. were 25th, and they lost. Shows how much I pay attention to the top 25. Yep. That's pathetic. But the class of the Big Ten West? Wisconsin is looking very, very good. Yes. Yes. Scary good. Uh, they're a solid, solid team. They got Taylor. And they got a great offensive line. Just they like got a I great told defense. You, Nebraska. I told just like I told you, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Big Ten title game. I think uh I think Iowa still has a shot to compete with Wisconsin uh in the West, but I definitely think Wisconsin has a stronger foothold and just a be- overall better team. So they should win. Uh, Wisconsin looks Wisconsin looks like a team that could potentially challenge Ohio State. Make the Wisconsin playoff. Wisconsin makes the rock. That could I mean, make if they the playoff. Win, they play in a weaker division. Here's the thing. Make the playoff. If Wisconsin goes undefeated and wins the Big Ten, yeah, they should be in the playoff. I mean, if any Big Ten team goes 13-0 and and wins the conference, yeah, they sure as hell deserve to be there. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> With that being said, I don't have a Big Ten team in my playoff. Yeah, I do. And I'm not and ready to. Wisconsin, so. You did? Yeah. Did you? Wisconsin, LSU. No, that's outside of Clemson and Alabama. Oh, you took Wisconsin or OSU? No, LSU. Oh, you did. L- hey, hey, man, I got to give you some credit for that LSU pick. Yeah, I, I, I think know I'm pretty I, sure I, I, you I'm pretty made sure fun I of me. Did, I did, no, I said trash pick. I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna give you a pretty good pick. No, pretty <laughs> good. They could still collapse, but it was a pretty good pick. I mean, they have obviously a very tough division to, I mean, to they, fight through, but. I like the look of LSU, though. Yeah, they looked uh, impressive. But, again, how it could be just Texas being overrated once again very easily. Highly probable. (laughs) That's what's so fun about the beginning of the season because we still don't. We just have alarming reactions back and forth, back and forth. Like, if we lose this week, I'm done. I'm probably not going to do the podcast anymore. (laughs) Could be a direct threat to the team right there. Better win. Hope they're playing that in the locker room. Hope they're playing this in the locker room. A little <laughs> locker room talk here. <laughs> but uh, let's get in uh, real quick. Less than two months away. Basketball's Basketball, back, baby. Basketball, baby. Rolling in most likely the number one team. Definitely the number one team. Most likely rolling it in. And that number one team just got a little bit better for 2020. Maddie Sissokes. What is that the chant going to be? Whoa, Maddie Sissoko. <laughs> Whoa, Maddie Sissoko. That's it. That's it. Picked uh, Michigan State over Kansas, which uh, there's some other schools, but they BYU. were the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> so should be an impressive player, four-star. 
big man, 6'10". Beat out Dollar Bill Self for a recruit there. Got to make you happy. Yeah. Top 40 recruit. Only been playing basketball for three years, Gary. Based on the highlight tapes I saw, it does not look like High it. High <laughs> energy guy, rim protector, force rebounding. This is a perfect get for Tom Ezzo. We're not going to need him to score 20 points a game. But he is going to be a rock in the post, man. I, I love a good rim protector, man. Yeah. And this is a kind of a contingency plan for... I'm expecting a huge season for Tillman. And I have a strong, uh, strong yeah. feeling that he will be gone after this year. Wow. We'll save that for the basketball preview, though. But, I mean... This is a big get, guys. This uh, this is definitely... The class is starting to come together nicely. Joins Jalen Terry, Terry yep. who we've, also, we've talked about before. We do have Absolute a question stud. about some other recruits in our mailbag. We'll get but, to that. But, I mean... I'm I'm very excited. I mean, we kind of knew going into his decision making that it was dead set on Michigan State. Yeah. He was at the uh, game this past weekend, and I believe that's what sold him on coming to Michigan State. Pretty good at uh, Prussian. I will say the crowd for the Western game was actually really good, and uh, it was good to see. The student section was actually completely full for the whole first half, yeah, and then decimated for the second. Classic. So, yeah, I did see he said um, – and obviously, uh, he had been on an unofficial visit before. He just wasn't sure if this was the right place for him, but the official visit, obviously. Solidified that after he got to know the players, you know, walk around, experience a game. Said it was the right place for him. It just felt like home. We welcome him with open arms. Matty Sissoko. What a great name. Yep. Definitely will join the RCR all-name team. And let's jump into our next segment, which is our top five segment. And this week, Burr just took it right over. I mean, he came in and just basically owned the top five. But we're going to throw some of our uh, picks into his top five instead of giving our own top fives. And uh, let's just – he basically said, in honor of Elijah Collins' big day, give us your top five breakout performances from a football player. And we'll break down his to start off. Number one, he has Cedric Irvin against Purdue. Freshman year, 96, he thinks. Wow. It's taking it way back. Taking it way back. Number two, Plax. Plaxico Burris against Ohio State, 98. Number three, Chuck Rogers against Wisco, 2001. Elijah Collins against WMU. Western coming in at number four. And number five, Drew Stanton. Dealer's Choice in 2004. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great one. I think there was a couple notable omissions. I'm surprised that Burge did not include TJ Duckett versus Penn State in 99. Four touchdown breakout performance. Was at the game. I was a young lad back then. But good God, do I remember that game vividly. Just thoroughly dominated. Couldn't stop scoring touchdowns. It was amazing. Yeah, that's definitely a breakout performance. Not listed here, Burge. What's up? And we also, I, I mean, coming to mind more recent, but you know, Connor Cook. I think it was the Iowa game that was the game that our offense started to click. Yes, and from there it was propelled on on and, the road too. Yep, and that led us. I, I think it was an over the shoulder throw. I remember specifically down mm. the sideline. Yes, can't remember who caught it specifically, but that's a good one, Gary. I yeah. like that. I mean, he jumped the gun. I mean, Charles Rogers had a monster game versus Wisconsin in 01, but that wasn't his first monster game of that season. He did have a little bit of a coming out party versus Notre Dame earlier on that season in 01 on the road, four catches, buck 16 and a touchdown as a true freshman. Big time game, big time performance. 
Got, got a couple other notable shout-outs here. I got to go with my guy, Javon Ringer, 05, at Illinois. Freshman, 13, carries 194 yards on the ground. Big-time performance. Yeah, that's Elijah Collins-esque. All, that was I said. Ringer was the one who's uh, who had a higher uh, yardage yep. as a freshman. Yep. 194, and a Collins was 192. So, so and then here we go. Um, last one. Got to give a shout-out. Real throwback name here to my boy DeAndre Cobb. 03, first game on Michigan State, takes a kickoff to the to the end zone versus Rutgers. Those are just some of our favorites, guys. Yeah. Feel free to tweet at Red Cedar Rundown on Twitter and give us your own picks for best breakout performances by an MSU football player. We'd love to hear your guys' opinion and uh, what your tough eyes will look like. But let's get into that old mailbag was expecting a little more from the mailbag this week, especially with the breakout offensive performance. People are snoozing. Yeah, snoozing. Too busy with life. <laughs> yeah. Poor excuse, in my opinion. Losers. Why don't you get a life and reply to the Red Cedar Rundown Just mailbag? Kidding. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. <laughs> really appreciate it. So Once again, that's patreon.com <laughs> slash Red Cedar Rundown. Patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown. <laughs> So, first mailbag question. Yep. Looks like it's coming in from Adam D. out in California. Uh, last week was Matt Dotson's first blockbuster in a career full of straight-to-DVD movies. Which will he be more this season, leading role or least supporting actor? <laughs> <laughs> I like that question. I like that the way was it was really worded. Good. It's yeah. actually hilarious. Um, Shout-out to Adam D. for that. I... You know, I am not sure. If I had to lean one way, I would have to probably lean towards least supporting actor. Because I think we just have our wide receivers are going to eat up a bunch of targets, and I think we're going to try and run the football quite a bit now after this breakout performance from Collins. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. I want to say leading role, though, but I can't. I mean, I just haven't seen enough consistency yet. I mean, he caught one touchdown pass, but I just don't see enough consistency yet that to make the mm-hmm. claim that he's going to be a in a leading role of any type for this offense. Agreed. I think it's going to be focused around Elijah Collins. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> As you said. Agreed. So let's get into the next question get coming from our old good friend who we thought we might have as an interviewee this week, Billy G in Detroit. He did have to cancel. He had to, he had uh Something come up as a family matter, but Billy will be on very soon. We can guarantee that. So he says, huge commitment from Matt yesterday, who we just talked about. And he says, what does this mean for Isaiah Jackson? Do you think this has any effect on that? We only have one um, spot available, I believe, right now. I said Tillman. Expect him to leave. I mean, Call we'll, it now. we'll have to see. I mean, I know there's other guys we're going after. Hoggard. I, uh, but I think Jackson, Jackson I, is still I, – I mean, I haven't seen anything to say otherwise that he's not high on Michigan State still. Yeah, he did just visit Kentucky, though, and obviously had high praises to sing about Kentucky. As Was a bag secured? <laughs> you know they just dangled a bunch of money in front of his face, and uh, I think he also mentioned that he wants to visit Syracuse as well. So this – I mean, a lot of people what? are pegging him to go to Fuck, Michigan State. Why would you want to? I mean, don't. Syracuse is a fine program, but I mean, like Michigan State, Kentucky. I don't know. Big time. He just wants to. Just want to experience all of it. I get it. I would too. If they're paying for your recruiting trip, why the hell not? 
but uh, he's actually expecting to make a decision hopefully in early November, so we shouldn't have to wait too long. Maybe it will coincide with the Champions Classic. Regardless, Whoever wins the Champions Classic, he, but they get Jackson. He, yep, we'll I take, uh, like our odds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I'm not really concerned about it. I think we're going to get another big-time recruit to round out the class, so not concerned about it if that's what you're wondering, Billy. We and can it, discuss it further really when you come on the pod. also had another question, football-related. He said, it seems like MSU has a senior receiver every year who kicks it up a notch. Is this Goal Line Stews year? Is that the new nickname we're sticking with? Goal Line Stews. Goal Line Stews. <laughs> D-Stew. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Stewart's we already... Have a great history of that. I'm happy I, you brought this up. I am, too, but I think Stewart's going to have a monster year, and I think yeah. he's already doing so. Yeah. We've had so many receivers that have been role players or, you know, second in line in the receiving core, and then as soon as their senior year hits, that's when they take off. Yes. Thinking Tony Lippett, thinking, you know, tons of other Cunningham. 100%. Could could go on and on on some of the – Oh, uh, man, yeah, B.J. Cunningham. Yep. Big time. Thomas. I mean, I could just keep going for days and days. Yes. All the wide receivers that had phenomenal senior years. Um uh, in receiving so hoping the same from d stew and like you said this last game was a great showing and hopefully it continues and propels them through Agreed. the rest of the season got one last question Ooh, coming in tucking in a late mailbag here yeah, coming in at the the midnight hour from mike k out in farmington hills he says what is the major reason for the increased offense seen this week is it o-line qb play collins Play calling, opponent, lime green uniforms. Certainly not the uniforms. Um, I'm going to go uniforms. I think the O-line in the running game, I mean, I have to credit both. I thought there were, you know, bigger holes for Collins to run through. I also got to give most credit to probably to Elijah Collins because I just thought his vision, the way he was moving, he was hitting holes the way a running back should be. Not like the one, not like the way we looked in the first game. I thought he was a noticeable difference maker and that would be my answer. And I'm actually going to agree with you. And the reason I'm going to agree with you is because without a running game, there's a significant amount of more pressure on the worky to deliver in the passing game. And then he's going to be the only one that can run. Right, exactly. And last year he was running for his life. But, I mean, obviously that's all tied to the offensive line. But if we have a running game, that is what Michigan State and D'Antonio's offense has always been based on is having a run game because if you have a run game that opens up so much more in the playbook yeah. play action pass you know you can do so much more with your offense if you have a sustained running game so agreed I, I think that's going to be the key moving forward as well if we want to have any type of success we have to establish the ground game got to be able to get some five yards on those uh yeah um, I mean, on third and two, you have to be able to get three weak side yards. Handoffs. Yeah, I mean, like third and two, <laughs> let's get three yards. It shouldn't be difficult. Come on. So I've got a feeling we're going to see a J sweep again this week. No, we went, zero, we J zero J sweeps last week. So jet sweeps zero against Western. The under is looking a little bit better now. We'll see. What was the over under twenty? Uh, we'll, have to get, we'll have to touch base. I think it was twenty four. I think oh. it was minimum of two per game. Okay. So the under's looking good now. Yeah. Back on Who pace. knows we could have three more. <sighs> Hopefully they're not pulling out all the, the bag. No nailer, though. No nailer, though. State. That's true. J-Sweep could be gone. That's true. He That's his, his favorite play. Maybe a sourge J-Sweep. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Red Cedar Rundown. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate you guys tuning in. And 
we are going to begin some more guests, hopefully, coming into the show. We're going to have some people that you've heard on the mailbag, some friends, but we are going to get some more Michigan State players in here uh, coming up before the season's all said and done. Yes. Things are in the works. Some big names potentially coming to the Red Cedar Rundown once again. But as Clark said, before our mailbag, patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown. Please check it out. Give a little donation if you like what you're listening to, yeah. and we will keep pumping these episodes out week after week after week. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find our uh, link to our podcast at uh, redcedarrundown.buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com. And as we always say, tell your friends, promote the show, and as always, go green, go white.